There are two cities mentioned in the Bible more than any others. First is Jerusalem, but who's the second one? Babylon. We're going to talk about that because Babylon is the headquarters of human sin. What does that mean? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembrick. I'm Janice. Welcome to Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering what the Bible tells us. Talks a lot about Babylon. We're going to look at that today in Revelation chapter 17. It's going to be interesting. Corey? I'm talking a bit about the new year again today. Ryan? Well, believe it or not, the book of Revelation may help us to solve a mystery about the creation account in Genesis. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, the, the interesting, you know, the conclusion is, is always interesting, but the, the beginning is always fascinating. Mm -hmm. So that's very good, right? Janice. My segment today is called, Won't You Come Along? All right, hopefully they will. So make sure that you do come along and get a Bible guide if you don't have one. And uh, let's focus on what God speaks to us today and open up to Revelation chapter 17. Revelation 17, 1 through 10. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not, and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. Revelation chapter 17, verses 1 through 10. Revelation chapter 17, 18, and 19 is what we read today. We are in the book of Revelation, the last two days of this study through God's wonderful word. 
and it is excellent. Now, the West has been leading export of sin these last 30 years. Babylon is also marked by the Bible believers as the city of sin, blasphemy and spiritual death. Well, in the Bible, there are two cities mentioned more frequently than any other cities. Jerusalem is the first. Babylon is the second. The book of Revelation paints Babylon as the way of sin, the city of men. The city is pictured as a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, a dragon, which no doubt is from the description given is Satan. And Jerusalem, the city of God, is where Jesus Christ will return and reign and rule the earth. But before that takes place, the Lord must deal with the ways of mankind and the injustice that sin brings. Now, let me explain. We live in a culture that does not promote sin in terms of knowledge, but boy, does it promote sin in terms of action. We live in a culture of sin. We live in a world of sin. And when we mention sin, sin is rebellion to God. We've been given great things as human beings, but when we go against God, we go against those great things and do things our own way, because I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And when that happens, all hell breaks loose in our life, not at first, but slowly and surely. And let me explain this to you. Take your Bible guide and turn, if you would, to today's passage as we read chapter 17, the spirit of Babylon. Uh, this is a, a place of sin. Uh, a place of uh, emerging that is the ways of man. And I'll tell you, uh, there's some specific things we can talk about today, but I don't have time to get into it now. But as we focus on this, take your Bible guide. If you don't have a Bible guide, why not? Get it, get yours. So you can get the January guide. We're going to start in a few days. It's going to be great. And uh, we're going to focus on what this means. And Father, I want to pray today as we look at this, that we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to your Holy Spirit as your Spirit speaks to us. Because Lord, this is not the time when we entertain ideas that feel good or ideas that make us, that entertain us. This is the time when we know the truth and we have to understand that you are speaking to us about the truth. And this is the time when you are getting people ready for your return. So help us, Lord, today to understand that by the power of your Holy Spirit, to read your word and to get it. And Jesus, there are many times we did not read your word right, and we kind of put it off to the side. But Lord, we need to get into it. Help us this next year to read your word in Jesus' wonderful name. And we said together, amen. When I say the word wonderful, it means excellent, it means glorious, and it means great. So instead of saying those three words, I say Jesus' wonderful name. Very important. All right, let's take a look at this. Revelation 17, verses 1 to 6 says, Then one of the seven angels, one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls, came and talked with me and said to me, Come and I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk, with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast 
which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead, a name was written. Here's what it said. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Babylon is the headquarters of human sin. That's the way of man. The human way is not God's way. You can't do anything to make yourself right with God. Many religions try to do that. There's nothing you can do except come to Jesus, confess your sin, and ask Jesus to come into your life. Because he will bring his Holy Spirit and things begin to change when you read his word. You read his word differently now because it makes sense now. Let's read on. Revelation 17, 7 says, But the angel said to me, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mysteries of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will be and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition or punishment. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundations of the world when they see the beast that was on or that was and is not and yet is. Those whose names are not recorded in the Lamb's book of life will marvel at Satan's demise. You see, I want to explain this. All authority in heaven and earth have been given to Jesus Christ, hasn't been given to any other religion hasn't been given to any other idea, any other man, any other person. It's been given to Jesus Christ alone. Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus, the Lord, the Lord Christ. Let's read on. Revelation 17, verse 9. Here's what it says. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. Interesting. The Antichrist is a great ruler from Satan himself. But God will show himself before the end of time comes. Here's what this means. God is giving us a look from heaven's point of view of what this is about. There will be a man who will look good and be strong and all of that. And he'll come and he'll take over after a great disaster hits the world. He'll take over and say, I'll bring peace. And he will for three and a half years. I mean, there'll be peace. Peace with every religion, everybody. But at the three and a half years mark, he will say, I am God. Boy, that's a problem. And the Jews will recognize that. 
and they'll say no, and they'll begin to run. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. And it will be that time for a short period of time that God has his two olive trees, his two witnesses, his 144,000, and they'll be telling his testimony so that people can get ready because the Lord will come to stay. Very interesting. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the program. Today I want to talk about a biblical mystery that involves the creation of light. Now, some might think that the sun was the first light, but according to Genesis, the sun wasn't actually created until the fourth day of creation. Yet it was on the very first day that God said, let there be light. So this first light, whatever it was, wasn't the sun. But if it wasn't the sun, then what was it? Well, Revelation chapter 21 may have the answer. As the name suggests, the book of Genesis is a book of firsts. The first recorded words of the Creator God, for example, come as early as Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, where He commands light to come forth. This is very interesting since God had not yet created the light-giving sun and moon. In fact, the greater and lesser lights would not be created for another three days. Thus, according to the Bible, there was a light source before the sun. Skeptics frequently ridicule the Bible on this point, writes astronomer Danny Faulkner. They argue that ignorant and foolish people wrote it, since they didn't see a problem with the fact that the sun didn't exist for the first three days of creation. However, the creation account doesn't identify the source of the light for the first three days, so we don't know what the source was, but we can be sure that it was not the sun. Also, as scientist and theologian Jonathan Sarfati points out, this unusual counterintuitive order of creation, light before sun, actually adds a hallmark of authenticity. If the Bible had been the product of later editors, as many critics allege, then they would surely have modified this to fit with their own understanding. Significantly, it's in the last few centuries that astronomers have realized that a day-night cycle needs only light plus rotation. But if the light for the first three days was not the sun, then what was it? Many speculate that God himself was that light. This is drawn from passages such as 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, which parallels the light God created on day one to the light God shines in our hearts. Another verse used to support this view is Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, which tells us that the new Jerusalem will have no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God will illuminate it. Others speculate that the source of this light was God's Shekinah glory, while still others believe that this light was not God, but something he created. In modern scientific terms, writes Jonathan Sarfati, we would talk about electromagnetic radiation and photons. Henry Morris quite reasonably argues that while the narrow visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum is emphasized in contrast with the darkness, this probably included invisible parts such as infrared and ultraviolet as well. 
Critical, though, to this discussion is Psalm 72:17, though this verse is often overlooked because of its mistranslation into English. The King James Version of the Bible, for example, declares of the Messiah that his name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun. But that's not exactly what the original Hebrew text says. Rather, it says that his name shall endure forever. His name was there before the sun. Thus, it seems clear that Jesus Christ is both figuratively and literally the light of the world, even before the sun. So the question isn't really what was the light source before the sun, but who was the light source? And all the biblical passages I mentioned seem to point to Jesus Christ, the creator of the heavens and the earth. John 1 confirms that he was there at the beginning. And as Isaiah chapter 60 and Revelation 21 teach, in the future, the Lamb of God will be the light instead of the sun and moon, just like he was before he created them. How very fitting. Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, is also both the first and last light. One of the interesting things about that is when you begin to understand the beginning and, you, and then you come to Revelation at the end, there's always controversy. There's people who, have, who resist God and have demonstrated in their minds that God wasn't, he couldn't be, had to be billions of years. But the question is, Still, there's something who created something uh, because you don't have nothing and then have something. So who created the something? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of time, we equate light with the sun because that's the brightest thing that we can see. Of course, there's other stars out there. And the question is, well, you know, if there's a, something other than light, then what is it? So there's this question, this big question mark, and it all points to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who is the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the question. Yeah. And that's the question that you have to answer. At the end of the year, we're sitting here, and the question is, who is Jesus Christ? To you? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Or is he just a funny man who is kind of off his rocker somewhere? Lunatic or Lord? That's the decision we have to make, isn't it? Very, very interesting. Thank you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Corey, I have a question for you. Um, sure. You're talking about uh, some things in the new year and all of that. You're getting ready, and when we tape this, to, to, to uh, discuss something with a famous uh, professor yeah. uh, in archaeology about a gentleman who is, was not a gentleman in the Bible. Pretty bad guy. His name it seems. was? Yeah, Nimrod. Okay, so I have, Lord willing, by the time you're watching this, the interview will already be recorded and I'll be preparing it uh, with my husband to, we're gonna share, we're, hopefully we'll be able to share some of it on the on the television program, but the whole interview will be going up on uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, but yeah, I'm interviewing Dr. Douglas Petrovich, Lord willing, that goes forward, uh, on his new book, Nimrod, The Empire Builder, in which he makes a case, an archeological case, for an, an, an historical identification of Nimrod from Genesis 10. Now, Nimrod is somebody we're going to study in, in the new year, in about, uh, about a week. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So he wrote a book on this? Yes. Yeah, so I haven't read the book yet. It's again, when we're taping this, the book has just been released, but I have read his scholarly article of the same topic that you can download for free off academia. If anyone has that academia.edu, 
You can read it yourself. Uh, the Identification of Nimrod, Nimrod the Empire Builder, Dr. Douglas Petrovich. It's a really fascinating read. I, From what I understand, the his book is written on a slightly more popular level, so more for a lay audience. So I'm very excited about that. But yes, I'm going to be, Lord willing, interviewing him. And I'm trying to line up a few more interviews with a few different archaeologists and specialists in biblical archaeology as the year goes forward. Now, this one on, on Nimrod is fascinating. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. But, <laughs> well, I mean, they could just read his article. You could read his article, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. they could actually get an image of him because we have that image in archaeology. Uh, poten- potentially, potential, yes. Yeah. Yes, either. So the, the person that Dr. Douglas Petrovich identifies, he believes, it, he makes a case, is Nimrod. Uh, there's a bronze mask of this individual, either this individual or his grandson. It's, it's debated because he's a pretty mm. famous king of Ashur or uh, uh, of, of ancient Assyria. So here we go again with all this property in the Middle East yeah. and all of this is taking place. That is absolutely amazing. I'm fascinated. Yeah, Dr. Petrovich also has done a lot of research into the Pharaoh of the Exodus, right? Yes, yes. He he uh, didn't come up with a theory, but he has popularized the theory of Amenhotep II as the Exodus Pharaoh. And again, his article on that is a fascinating read. It's so, so, so interesting. He has a few other books out. Um, yeah, he's, now, he's just a very interesting... What a wonderful time to be alive with all of this information um, that minds like that can study. Yeah. So for people like me who don't have time to delve into that can pick up his books or read his articles. Absolutely. And And they're all available on Amazon. That's where I've gotten them. Like we don't sell them here at all. But Mm -hmm. if you want to support him, definitely check out his stuff on Amazon. Ryan, (laughs) we talked to Dr. Gary Bates. We did. Yes. And he talked about the Pharaoh who was there and confronted Moses and the whole thing. And he said some interesting things about this. What did he say? Yeah, well, um, you can find out on A World by Design <laughs> Part exactly 3. What I wanted and to I do. know that's what he wanted me to say. <laughs> he doesn't want me to give it all away. Um, but yeah, I talked to him on this. And uh, of course, he's a ufologist, but he's also studied a lot into Egyptology as well. So we have some pretty fascinating discussions on this. And of course, these are interviews I conducted at the latest um, conference put on by Creation Ministries International. So it's this is not out yet, but I will let you all know as soon as it is. All right, very good. You Janice? know your dad because both of you know your dad. If if we have something that's that we're trying to keep um, until we get it completed, we we always have to guard, put a guard here. <laughs> <They never laughs> tell because me. because he likes to release everything right away, right away before even, it's done, even before it's done yeah. in faith, Not knowing everything. that it will be yeah. done. Dad, <laughs> dad, for shame! I'm just so excited. Everything, about it. <laughs> and we are excited too. But we yeah. want to get things all done and ready and prepared for you. And that was the title of my segment today. Won't you come along? And I'm wanting to invite each one of you again to join us again for January 2024. Can you believe it? January 2024. And if you have gone through the Bible with us this year, congratulations. You have not wasted an ounce, not one twinkle of an eye when you are reading and studying God's word. So congratulations on those of you that are are completing the Bible, maybe for the very first time, or you've joined us for part of the year. May we just encourage you to, to, to get those guides again for the next year. They're all new, brand new written. But before I go on anymore, 
We have two broadcast days left with you in this year of 2023, and tomorrow I'm going to be doing the last Bible question of the year. Can you imagine that? But I want to stop right now. And thank somebody because I know that this person not only watches every program every day that we do through the year and has been doing this for a long time, but she listens to absolutely every word. And you might say, "Well, Janice, how do you know that?" Here's how I know because her name is Amy, and Amy is our captioner, and Amy is such a vital. An important part of this family, of our family, and Amy. I know you're watching, and I know you're listening. And so, from all of us to you, we want to say thank you so very much for all of the work that you do, for the prayers that you offer up on our behalf, for your extra efforts and work that you put in to caption all of the things that we say. And the extra work that you put in, and we don't see all of that extra time that you put in, but we know that God does. And so we just want to highlight you today and say thank you to you today. And Amy has a son named Ben. He is a wonderful young man. And、um, so you know what? In your prayers, viewers, remember always to pray for Amy. And her son Ben. They are wonderful people and a vital, vital part of our team and our family here. And they're down in Florida. They live down in Florida. Yes. And、uh, we just appreciate you so very much. We love you, Amy, and we love you, Ben. And、um, very good. And it's Aberdeen Captioning is the organization that captions this for all the people who are struggling with hearing and and all of that. But、uh, Aberdeen captioning is great, and Amy, you're awesome.、Yeah. We pray for you a lot, and especially in some of the words that we use. But <laughs> we 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 really we really thank you, Amy and Ben. You're a good man. Stay with God. Stay with God. That's excellent. All right, come、Let's, along with us again next year. It's only a couple days away, so hopefully you're on the Bible Guide list too. Get on the Bible Guide list if you're not. I want to tell you that if you have a phone, like I have a phone, like pretty much everybody else has a phone, you can watch our programs on the phone. You simply go to the Android store or the iPhone store and look for Bible Discovery TV or just Bible Discovery. Click on the logo, which is like this sign behind me, and it's just there, and it's free, and you can watch the program every day. Today we pray, Lord, help me to understand your word. 
because the truth has to penetrate my heart.